The Love Community Chapel presents Times of Refreshing with God's servant, Reverend George Aiko. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Stay tuned as you listen to God's word presented by Reverend George Aiku. Hallelujah. Such a powerful song illustration. You got a clap offering. Jesus is love. And this I know. Go to somebody and Show some love, help somebody, love somebody. Amen. Love somebody and show some love to somebody. something very nice something very nice you look very nice tell him you look very wonderful tell him I like I like I like your spouse you're a handsome man you're a beautiful woman you are elegant you are flashy you are flamboyant you are glamorous hallelujah when you pat a dog, it wakes its tail. Huh? Yes. When you tell somebody is doing very well, the person will keep on doing much better. Telling you are a very wonderful person. You look wonderful. Amen. Are you happy you are in church this morning? There's no place like church, right? I was glad when they said to me, let us go into what? The house of the Lord. Where we grew from strength to strength. Amen. Little two ones up and just turn the Lord shortly. Because you live, because it's, because you live by Him. In Him we live and move and have our being. Thanking that you are alive by His grace. I saw how much money you have, how beautiful you are. But the grace of God is what is keep, keeping you. But the keeping power of His grace. That's why we are alive and we can keep going. Thank you so much this morning, Father. Thank you so much, Jesus. We give you glory. If I live, I live for you. 
Look into his eyes and tell him the song. Sing to sing to him the song. Should I die? Die for you in all my ways. In all my ways. I'm ever yours. Tell him, Lord, I'm ever yours. Forever yours. Forever yours. Forever yours, Lord. In all my ways, in all my ways, I am ever yours, ever yours. If I live, if I live for you. Father, we thank you and bless you this morning. We thank you for the grace bestowed on us to see a fresh new day today. Great is your faithfulness to us. And we thank you, Father Lord, in Jesus' precious name. Have your way, speak to us your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Today is a very special day in the whole world. Today is a Father's Day. And I'm sure there are fathers in the house this morning. Come on. Wave your hand. Say, thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, thank you, Lord. I bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. And so because it's a special Father's Day, I want to share with you on fathers. Amen. A very simple message that I believe would help us to appreciate fathers. Hallelujah. There are different kinds of fathers in the world. We have those who are biological fathers, who give birth, who produce seed. And by the seed, they become fathers. Um, sometimes when they even produce seed, they, say they go a long way to nurture the seed, give birth to the seed, bring up the children. And fathers are very important because they have to work very hard, earn enough money to take care of the children and, the, and their wives and everything, education. So fathers are very crucial. A world without fathers will be chaotic. Can you imagine a world without fathers? Chaos. Fathers must be respected because they provide for their homes. When the mothers have given birth and they can't go to work, some mothers don't work. They are actually um, homemakers, home managers, and they just take care. So the fathers must bring food to, to the table. And so fathers are very important. Without them, there will be no food at home. And we thank God for fathers who have toiled. They are not just biological fathers. They are real fathers who take care of their children. And to them, we say kudos to you. God bless you. Amen. I know that as a father, you make sure that there's food at home. You provide shelter for your children and family. And so there's a lot on fathers. A lot on fathers. If they fail, there'll be a breakdown in the family. And most breakdowns today in society is because the fathers are broken down. And so they can't go on anymore. They've lost strength. They've lost the drive. So they are down. And when that happens, can you imagine a whole family breaks down because the father is broken down. That is why fathers are very, very important in society. We must give reverence to fathers for their toil 
night and day, they toil to make sure that the family is running. So the family is kept intact. A family without father is a chaos family. Can you imagine that? So every father here, you have done so well that you, are, you, you keep going and keep going. And sometimes some fathers even lose their jobs. And they try getting jobs. And because of the stigma on fathers, they insult them. Look at him. He's not working. He's trying his best, but there's no job. I know fathers who lost their job and that broke the family down. You know? And so, I want us to understand that the role of fathers is so crucial. A father may not even have much, but his presence in the house commands authority. Yes. Maybe your father may not be working. He's worked before and now he's lost the job. So mom is taking care of the home. It doesn't really matter. He's still the father of the house. His presence alone commands respect. So let us give respect to the fathers. And there are some fathers who are just biological fathers. They don't go further. They just give birth to 100 children. How they grow, they don't care about that. Some fathers are transferred from Accra to Kumasi. When they get there, they raise a child there. They have an ambassador there. When they leave Kumasi and transfer to uh, Obuasi, when they go there, they have what? Under ambassador there. So all over Ghana, they have children every, everywhere. A Ghana child, a Fanti child, and a Kuyapim child. Mention them. A Northern North child, and, and a Sunyani Kumasi child. And everywhere you go in Ghana, they have representatives there. How they grow, how they eat, how they, how they are sheltered, never is their palaver. Amen. For such fathers, today I tell you, back up. Back up. Hallelujah. And do, do better. Amen. Now, I will share with you what I think is a very important revelation which we must catch this morning. If you catch this revelation, it will help you. In the book of Malachi, chapter 4, verses 5 to verse 6, I'm not rushing because I want you to catch it. Amen. I'll go very slow. And as much as time will permit me, I'll stop where I have to stop. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. So that means that this Elijah will precede the coming of the Lord. Don't forget, this Elijah will what? Precede. He will come before the Lord. Now, what will he do? And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And the hearts of the children to their fathers. Now, why should this scenario be enhanced? Why should this thing happen? God says, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. So, anytime there isn't a collaboration between fathers and children, the next thing that happens, the penalty is a curse. Take note of that. Anytime there's absence of father, son, father, daughter, father, children, collaboration, relationship, if it's absent, it results in a curse. 
Now, this case is not just denominational or national. It is international. It is universal. He said, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. So this curse affects the earth. The entire inhabitants of the earth. Why? Because relationship between father and children is broken. It's absent. Now this presupposes that God is interested in a very cordial relationship between fathers and their children. And children and their fathers. God is very much interested because this relationship is what forms the cracks of the family. And when family is broken down, nations are broken down. What keeps families going is a solid relationship between father and the children. It's so important. You know why? Because fathers carry seed. Fathers carry seed. Sometimes even the mothers, um, they are important, but sometimes... Um, they get lost in, in, the, line, in the line of uh, ancestry. They get lost. They are not counted most of the time. But fathers carry seed to the next generations after generations. And because of the career of the seed for generations to come, God insists that there must necessarily be a kind of relationship that exists between father and children so that generational uh, blessings can continue to, to flow. So, this is the prophecy. Elijah will come. Now, let's look at Elijah again in context and see what God is saying. Whether it affects even some of us here living on this earth. Look at the book of Luke chapter 1, verse 17. The background story is that an angel visited a priest by name Zachariah who had waited to give birth to a child. But for years, he and his wife, Elizabeth, never gave birth. So an angel came to visit this man of God when he was serving in the priestly office, carrying out his duty as a priest in the midst of the service. Oh, I love this one. Don't stop serving God. Because when you are serving God, God will visit you. So he was, he was, he didn't say, I don't have a child who serve God, but he was serving God. In the midst of the service, an angel came and gave him a prophecy that he will give birth to a child. And here are the characteristics. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah. So Elijah is mentioned here to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now, let's try and be patient and try to break this down a little. This prophecy is about a man named John the Baptist. And John the Baptist was coming as it were, in the spirit of Elijah. The spirit of Elijah. The, and, and the power. The spirit and the power of Elijah. Okay? 
And it was come to do just one thing. Just one thing. To synchronize. I will explain. The hearts of fathers and their children. It means that he was coming to merge. He was coming to, as it were, bring together what father thinks to what children think. And make sure they are in line. They are aligned. That was what this man was coming to do. So Elijah was coming in the form of John the Baptist to make sure that fathers and children are in sync. They are flowing. See eye to eye. So that that will prepare the way for the Lord's coming. To prepare a people for God. So God will use this John to prepare a people for God. So fathers and children are so crucial in preparing for the coming of Jesus Christ. It's going to be one of the signs of Christ's coming. Okay, let's continue to talk about something. Let's continue. Now, so this is about John the Baptist, right? Okay. Now, look at some scripture again. Matthew 11, verse 7. Now, Matthew 11, 7. But when you go home, please find time and read from, from the, the, the beginning. Background story. John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus Christ, had been in prison. He, he was in prison for speaking against the king, you know, uh, the king. The king was chasing somebody's, you know, yes, and he was very uh, verbal. He spoke against the king. And so he was in prison. Now, when he was in prison, it looks like his eyes, his spiritual eyes were dim. He saw Christ as a, the Lamb of God. But this time he said, please go and find a sense. I'm going to find out whether Jesus Christ was the Messiah who was coming. So his disciples went to Jesus Christ and said, ah, John has sent us to find out whether you are the real Messiah. Then Christ said, look, when you came, what did you see? The sick healed, the blind see, the lame walk, the dead are raised. The gospel is preached to the poor. So go and tell John what you have seen. And then when they left, Christ made some commentary about John the Baptist. So as they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes, Concerning John, what did you go out to the wilderness to see? A reed shaking by the wind. Verse eight. That was John was shaken. He was confused because he was in prison. When people are in, when people are in trouble, they, they are different kinds of thoughts. Yeah, you can help him. Yeah, he was he was confused. But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments. Indeed, those who wear soft clothing and king's houses. Verse 9. What did you want to see? A prophet. Yes, I say to you, more than a prophet. Continue. For this is he of whom it was written. Behold, I send my messenger before your face. Before your face. Who prepare your way before you. So John came to prepare the way for Christ. Forerunner. Now, verse 11. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Say amen to this one. So you are about John the Baptist. You are about Elijah. Hallelujah. Come on, shout the big amen to this one. Greater than John the Baptist. 
Because you are in the kingdom. Now verse 12. Everybody go verse 12. Verse 12. Hurry up. Hurry up. And from what? The death of John Baptist until when? What happens? The kingdom of heaven shall suffer what? Violence. And what? If you hang your face to problems, they will overwhelm you. If you don't get that to pray and take things like force, you lose the battle. You must be forceful and be violent sometimes at, at, at your destiny. Amen. But look at verse 13. Verse 13, it says, go. Everybody go. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until who? Until John. Amen. Now continue, verse 14. And if you are willing to receive it, he is who? He is who? Who was Elijah? To the Baptist. Who is to come? So here we are. John had come in the spirit of and power of Elijah. He was a Elijah that was to come. Elijah that was to come. So what was he coming to do? To turn the hearts of what? The fathers towards their children. Now here is what John said by himself. Matthew 3 verse 1. Matthew 3 verse, verse 1 coming. He spoke and said that, okay, eh, blah, 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 verse 3. For this is he who was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. The voice of one cried in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. So John the Baptist was supposed to prepare God. Now, let me say this. Before Jesus Christ comes again, Elijah will come. Elijah is not coming like a person. He's coming like a system. Holy Ghost system. With power. Demonstration. With a prophetic. So in Joel 2, Joel 2, verse 28, we see Elijah's spirit over there. Sons and daughters shall prophesy. Go there. Young men shall see visions. Old men shall dream dreams. Here we see a collaboration of what? Young people, children, and fathers working together. Look at that. Everybody go. Are we here in church at all? So, little voice and rest read. Go. It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour myself upon all what? Flesh. Continue. Your sons and your daughters shall what? Continue. Your old men shall dream dreams and your what? So, here we see a collaboration of what? The young men, the sons and daughters and then the old men and the, and the young men. This is what God wants to do. So, the old people cannot move in this revival alone. They need the young. And the young need what? The old. That is why we must embrace the young in this move of God and cause God's work to be done as it must be done in our generation. Amen. Now, one of the things fathers do, which is very important, is that fathers set the pace. Pace setters. They are pace setters. Fathers are pace, pace setters. Trailblazers. That's who they are. They are pioneers. That's why Proverbs 22 verse 28. Take it out. It says what? Don't remove the ancient landmark. Which what? Your fathers have set. So fathers set landmarks. They are pace setters. Trailblazers. They are pioneers. So they set landmarks. 
Now, if you buy a piece of land and you don't mark the land for identity, one day you go to the place and you find your land. That's why we buy a piece of land, you put the pillar there and the number there, then the, the, the last number, and maybe your name as well. So when you go there, you can identify. Fathers are pay setters. Fathers are the set, the set landmarks, which we must never remove. I'll show you one or two landmarks that fathers are set. That we have to. Otherwise, curse will come. Amen. Are we here? I will show you one. Exodus 20 verse 12. Exodus. Hannah your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Ephesians 6 verse 1 and verse 2 repeated there. And it says, Hannah your father and mother which is the first commandment with promise. Verse 2. That it may be well with you. Prosperity. Well with you. And you may live long on the earth. So long life and prosperity are functions of Hannah giving to fathers. And there are some people, unfortunately, in the world who are suffering so severely because they never handled their fathers and mothers. They misplaced. You think your father is so important. Look, even if your father, because of problems, stopped taking care of you somewhere along the line, you have no right to insult your father. If your father, even is a drunkard, you have no right to insult your father. God knew that man was wicked. So God made the law that this is the law. You must honor your father and your mother so that your death may be long on the earth and so that it may be well with you. Now some of you, let me ask you a question. Maybe it will help you. If you are facing repeated problems in life, Maybe you haven't handed your father. Go and find out. I'm giving you homework. If you maybe you are going through certain situations in life right now, maybe 10 years ago, up to now, things have been changed. Probably it's traceable to what you did to your father some time ago. Go and beg your daddy. Go on your knees. Father, I beg you, forgive me. He could be drinking. He could be a drunkard. It doesn't matter. Because you disobeyed, you are obeying, you are disobeying scripture. And therefore the curse will come. No matter what, you will suffer. <laughs> this is not my word. This is God's word. Yes. 
I know you are thinking. It's not too late to do it. Maybe your father is dead. doesn't matter. Pray to God. May God deliver you. And adopt a father figure who can be your father. And what you couldn't do to your own father, pray for God to help you to do that father. It can change your destiny. Proverbs 30 verse 11. You know what people do to their fathers and the case that follows? It's a generation that curses its father and does not bless its mother. It's a generation that is pure in its own eyes, yet is not washed from filthiness. You are filthy. If you think, you think, if you think and think and think, you are fine. Or you got some money, or you got some something. That, that, that doesn't have some. Wait a minute. I, I, <laughs> I saw when I was I, I saw something on Facebook that was written about um, a brother of mine. And um, <laughs> I was like, wow. Hey. For a child to disown is her father. In the fa- when the father is alive, it's dangerous. Even if you get somebody who you think is better than your father, you have no right to disown your father. To be a case. Your father has been with you for years. Right now, you got a better father. Because that person gave you some money. Now, it's better than your father who gave birth to you and cared for you from the beginning. You are collecting cases, but I don't know. Verse 17. Hear what he says. The idol mocks his father and scorns obedience to his mother. The ravens, the ravens of the valley will pluck, will pick it out. And the young eagles with it. If the eye, if you mock at your father. Your eye gives you vision, right? You see with your eye. If you mock your father, the Bible says the raven, the ravens will pick your eye. And the eagles will eat it. Do you know what it means? It means you lose vision in life. And where there's no vision, the people perish. You perish. And there are some people that walk in life without vision. Nice guys, nice women. But they don't see their way through life. You're trying, but everything, everything bounces back, back. See, find out what you did to your, your daddy. I'll give you two things, and then and my, and my time is almost up. I began late, so let me let me stay a little bit, okay? Now, I'll give you two stories about cursing and blessing in the Bible. In the book of Genesis. Chapter 9, verse 20 to 23. Noah's children did something. Noah began to be a farmer and he planted a vineyard, verse 21. Then he drank of the wine. He was drunk. Noah was drunk. He was what? He was, he was what? Appeal. This guy had, Noah had drunk. He was drunk. And became uncovered in his tent. He was drunk and so he, it's, it's, his tent, there was no cloth on him. Asleep. Yes. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. I don't know why he didn't cover it. 
Maybe there was fun. He made fun. Oh, daddy, come and see. Daddy is naked. But shame and Japheth took a garment, laid it on both their shoulders, and went back. They went back. Okay? And covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned away. And they did not see their father's nakedness. Don't ever expose your father to outsiders. My father is a drunkard. My father is insulting me. My father is beating my mother. Please! Cover your father's nakedness. If you have done that before, pray for God to forgive you. Cover! Now look at what happened. Verse 24. Come down very fast. So Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done to him. Then he said, Curse be Canaan, a servant of servants. A servant of what? Servants. That means, this <clears throat> is serious. Too. He won't be a servant too, but he will serve servants. Okay? Ay, 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 ay. You are serving servants. A servant of servants, he, he shall be of his, to his brethren. 26. Go down. And he said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem. Now, Shem, the Shemites, they come from the land of Israel. Israel, I mean, the, the Israelites and their line. Amen. And may Canaan be servant. Continue. May God enlarge Japheth. And may he dwell in the tents of Shem. And may Canaan be servant. Now, this continues and goes on. And Noah, now, listen carefully. Now, the, he didn't curse Ham. He cursed Ham's son and, and, and his children and his descendants, Canaan. Now, Ham, land of Ham is Africa. Black. I'm not saying we are cursed, but I will say something like that. But listen, I've traveled, I've traveled for years. I mean, I go to places. Anywhere I go in the world, and uh, I go to my own people, right? My own people, like uh, black people, the places where they live are not as nice as where the other live. It's about that, but well, can challenge me, can try. African borders, Togo borders, Ghana borders, Nigeria borders, Benin borders, they the see. Something is not right with us. Maybe traceable to. Okay, let's let, let's let's leave it here. But you see, something done thousands and thousands of years is affecting generations yet unborn because of disrespect to a father. Let me let me give you a second example. But let me end on this one. This church. If you come to this church. Oh, everything you see beautiful is God. It's who? It is God who takes all the glory. We are nothing. We've done nothing to it. It's God. But if you see something wrong, it's me. It's my fault. You can blame me. But I'm so weak that God even took me to use me. It's amazing how God can take people who are weak, who are nobody, and use them. You know why? If God wants people who are perfect to use, he won't find one. He will, he, look at Moses, he killed somebody and ran away. And God said, I will use you, killer. Look at Paul. He, he arrested Christians and killed some of them. 
Because you, I'll use you. Now, every system in the church is not, it's not perfect. You know why? Because it is human beings who run it. So, if you come to this place, you see something wrong, cover my nakedness. I said what? Cover my nakedness. Don't go and be saying, I went to this place, this, this usher, this leader. Cover my name. It is my fault. Cover me. I can't do all. Yeah, that is what it means. Cover. Look at somebody say cover. The last example and I close my time. E, time is up. Is Genesis 27. You can go home and read all, but let me give you the verse 34. And then we close. 34. When Esau had, that is about Esau and uh, Esau and Jacob and Esau, right? But please let me read the verse 1 first, okay? Verse 1 first and verse 2. It came to pass when Isaac was old and his eyes were so dim that he could not see that he called Esau his older son and said to him, My son, I said to him and said, Here am I. And he said to him, I'm old, I do not know the day of my death. Continue. Now therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, go out to the field and hunt again for me and make me savory food such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat that my soul may bless you before I die. Now, um, when you are invited to a party or somebody's house, the person cooks beautiful food, nice food. They make some kenke and some beef fish. Or some akpele and some nice fetridechi. Or some something. Or take, or take you to a, a restaurant. He orders bamboo shoot. He orders, what again, uh, diced chicken, vegetables, and you know, blah, blah, blah. And you are eating. You are so becomes happy, don't you? Now look at me. When you leave this church right now, we close. And you go home. And you prepare some nice food. And you eat. Won't you be happy? You'll be happy. And that, that refreshment of the soul can make you do wonders. As I said, do it. My soul shall bless you. So, well, Esau was supposed to do it. But Jacob, you know the story. Jacob, you know the story. Jacob stole the blessing. And the father blessed Jacob. But this is the outcome of the blessing. Look at this. This is what happened in verse um, 34. When Esau heard that, the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me also, O my father. And he said, verse 38, verse 38, and Esau said to his father, Have you only one blessing, my father? Bless me also, O my father. Esau lifted up his, his eyes, his voice, and wept. Esau wept, right? He wept because he lost the blessing. Now, I'm done. Listen. Why did Isaac ask the man to bring food before blessing him? Can we answer that? It means that, well, it, it's not just the food, but the spirit behind the food. The heart that goes with the food. You know what Hannah does? When you honor somebody and you give to the person, the person's soul will bless you. And I want to say that after here, everybody here, 
go and go and give the gift to your father. The, the, listen, the, the size, the actual size, don't worry about the size. But you from your heart, give your father something very nice. That the soul of father will bless you. Before my father died, I was in my office and he came. And that was the last time I saw my father. Well, well, last time he came. And when he came, for the first time in our lives, my father spoke some things to me. His life, his life, his work he was doing. And how somebody did something, blah, blah, blah. And he said, I'm going to my hometown. Um, so give me something so that I can, I can go. He came in impromptu. So, but whatever I had then, I just gave him something. Enough. Because he said he'll be there for some, some months, some weeks before he'll come back. So I gave him quite enough. That was the last time I saw my father. He went, he was there, he was there. And then he caught stroke and he came back stroke. And that was, he couldn't talk. And even when he couldn't talk, I had to go to the house, carry my father to Kolebu to go and do physio. I will carry him and put him in he will fall down. Every morning, I have to go, sometimes I'll, go, I'll be called, I have to go, go and buy, uh, excuse me, uh, the pampers, pampers, diapers, and all those things were done till finally he gave up. No matter, if your father even cannot walk, go there and bless. Today, when we close, if your father is at, is at Kumasi, in Kuranza, Kukrantumi, same Momo. Today, the world is small. I said, same what? You can't. Same what? Same what? I said, same what? Momo to your father. Same Momo to your father. After here, same Momo to your father in the village. And see what God will do in your life. I hope you are blessed this morning. Please, turn your feet. Let's close. Let's close. Oh, wow. 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 40 minutes preaching, right? That's okay for us. Amen. I'm silently, so that's okay. Please, um, we'll close very soon. Please turn your feet shortly. Amen. Look at somebody and say, Bless your father. And your father will bless you. You know something? Somebody, um, one of the sisters, I came for first service, 6.30. She was waiting for me over there. When I parked the car, she's been doing this every Father's Day since long time, since last actuary. It was handkerchiefs. And then he started graduating. Today, I, she came. Oh, happy Father's Day, Daddy. And then you know what she did? She handed over. And I had to put my hands on and bless her. It doesn't matter the size. It's the heart. So after a year, anybody, anybody you see as your father in the village, wherever he might be, send something to him. And for your blessing. Lift up to us and say, Lord, I thank you. Lift up voice and pray for your father. Pray for your father. Wherever he might be, pray for him. Yeah, pray for your father. Pray for your father. Pray for your father. Lord, we pray for fathers. Pray for your father. Thank you, Jesus. We hope God has ministered to you and you've been touched by the word which was brought to you by Reverend George Ayiku, Senior Pastor of Love Community Chapel. 
You can locate Love Community Chapel at Bubuashi, Ogle Road, and adjacent to the AMA staff office. You can join us for any of our three services. First service, 6.30 a.m. in English. Second service, 8 a.m. in English. And third service, 10 a.m. in English with tree translation. For more information, please call 0302-231017 or visit www.lovecommunitychapel.org. You can also visit Love Community Chapel on Facebook. 